When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Azito. All day, every day. Right hand side now. Manly through Daly. Daly's in the backfield. He looks to his right hand side. Cherry Evans won't need it. The skipper scores. Jake Evans gets it off the captain. And scores the try. Wonderful tribute. Daly recognises all these people have turned yeah. up for Jakey's game 200. What a beautiful Ponga. Play. He's away. He's got Tedesco on the inside. The pass was loose. And it just gave Ilias enough time to steady. Oh, oh he still gets there. Tedesco finds his way over the line. Momentum. It's a try. Bradley. Kiri got on the outside of Ilias. Now a chance here as Billy Smith gets it. Gets past. Yeah, here we go. Crunch time on your Saturday last before we hit the finals. Brought to you by Azito, powering DIYs all day, every day at Bunnings. And before you dig, don't dig blind. Search before you dig online every time. To have your say, because you make the show, one three hundred oh one eleven seven zero 1170 or text 0457 736 736. We welcome our listeners, however you're tuning in across the SEN network, including 1170 in Sydney, 693 in Queensland, 1620 on the Gold Coast. Those on the app, wherever you may be listening, maybe on the podcast belatedly, we welcome you to this uh, merry wild ride. Uh, It is uh, crunch time on your Saturday and the regulars are here, ready to go. We have been resting players throughout the year, staggering like uh, (laughs) Ivan Cleary, but just as we get to the big games, the finals, we've just gone with the the tried and true. Scotty Sattler, how are you, mate? I'm good, Sugar. And yeah. uh, you're about to introduce our uh, the third part of the, uh, the the trio here. But I've got to say, on Thursday night, I was fortunate myself and Matty Rogers and Mark Braybrook called that Brisbane Broncos game against Melbourne at Suncorp. Great call, Potsy. He was outstanding, yeah. Mark Braybrook. He's been in the game for over 30 years, but just a great call it was, and it was a great atmosphere. It was over 40-odd thousand people there, um, and everyone thought the Broncos, who went in as favourites, were going to win that game until these young players from the from the Melbourne Storm just stood up. It was, it was a really good atmosphere and a, just a little bit of a, a good segue into the into the finals. So exciting. The good weather's here. Tata winter. Hooroo. <laughs> Bye bye. Uh, don't care for you anymore. We've got the spring weather firing you also, up. So, what's your favourite? What's your favourite season? Well, what I love about some of the most hmm. is that uh, my tan. Okay, well, hold your train of thought there yeah. because you haven't introduced our. No, that's right. I'm and, about to introduce him because he won't like the same. No, no seasons. But as what you. I know is that I have great comfort in the summer with my very ordinary tan that represents me sunbaking under a house, that I'll still have this next man covered. <laughs> Adrian Prashenko, hello, mate. That is very true. My alabaster skin, mate. It's no good, no good in the uh, summer months. Yeah, oh, he's oh. just done a comparison. Yeah. Glowing. So, so, wow. 
Kane, Kane Man has just put his arm yeah. next to mine, and yeah. I'll tell you what, it's chalk and cheese. I'm, oh. an, I'm an autumn man. It's, it's chalk and chalk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an autumn man. No. Are you? Yeah. I are, think I'm, I'm part of the minority. Not a spring no. man? This, I like spring. Hope's still alive for spring. Yeah. Autumn, it's, you're heading no. to doom and gloom. This, people who say they love winter are freaks, yeah. but there's something wrong with them. Like, yeah, I agree. That's How can you get around that? Like, just, you know, <laughs> cold all the time? Yeah, and no, thanks. Yuck. No, thanks. Um, the Maestro's here as well, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Afternoon oh. now, isn't it, gents? Yeah. How well am I going? But it's uh, great to be here. Eve of finals. I'm excited. On the I'm text line. Up. 0457 if you want to get involved. Oh, guess who started oh. the texting? Thomas. Tommy of duplicate phones. <laughs> Duplicity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a start of the weekend, boys. Up the bloody chooks. Uh, good oh. on you, Thomas. Uh, he'll be in for a great weekend. Uh, have your say. Now, Adrian, AP, it's getting busy for you now. It's getting really yeah. busy. Yeah, and it's obviously finals football, but there's so many storylines outside of finals as yep. well. Like We started the week with South talking about them being too soft on players. Then the Bulldogs, apparently they're too hard on their players. And, <laughs> you know, there has to be a consequence if you like turn up late for work, right? Yes. Yeah. So, like, at, at, at nine, at, uh, at the Herald Sports Desk, like, we also have consequences and they're inhumane too. Like, <laughs> so inhumane if you, if, too. If you're tardy at work, you get assigned a Tigers game. So everyone is punctual <laughs> 100% of the time. Now, can, during the finals, AP, with the eight teams that are remaining, yep. have you found that a lot of clubs, they just bottle up, they lock down, or is there some clubs that say, you know, no, we need to enjoy this this whole scenario? Yeah, most of them do the minimum, the, the bare minimum. They have to do a couple of th- sessions during the week. Yep. The, the funny thing is that talking to the – once you actually get to the players, they're happy to talk to you. It's the – All the players obstacle, want to talk. The, yes. It's the yeah, obstruction it beforehand. Like yeah, all of these guys, like, you know um, – and a lot of these players... The media managers you talk about. The media managers yeah. make it hard. Yeah, yep. they do and, make it hard. And honestly, like sometimes you feel like it's easy to get a one-on-one with LeBron James than it is with, you know, Daly you know, Cherry Evans or whatever. Like yep. They just put these blocks in front of you that don't need to be there. I've always found a lot of media managers are a little bit intimidated to go and talk to the players as well. Go and, and ask the players. And the coaches, yes. Mm. Oh, I totally agree with that. Yeah. The worst is when you say, I'd like to talk to X player about this thing. I think it's a good story. And they always come back, I'll just check with the coach. And I'm like, why does the coach have any say over whether a player speaks? Like him ha- having a chat to me on a Tuesday isn't going to make him drop a football on a Saturday. No, I totally mm. agree with that. I, I, I don't understand that. Can I say, the week of grand final week in 2003, we had a meeting on the Monday and Johnny Lang was our coach and all the media's outside because there's only two teams left in the comp. Yep. And he said, okay, guys – just to talk about this week, if you need tickets, you know, yada, yada, yada. When it comes to media, you're going to get a lot of um, requests this week. You know, the footy show, whatever it may be. You're going to get asked to go on a lot of shows, do a lot of stories with the papers, magazines, whatever it may be. Remember Inside Sport was around yeah, back then? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, that's right. And he said, what I want you to do, and we all thought, I'll lock it down. He goes, go and enjoy all of it. Just Did throw he? yourself out there yeah. because this may never happen again to any of you. And he used to use Andrew Eddingshausen as an example. Like seventeen, eighteen years in the in the game, and he he never got to play in a fully fledged so Langy, grand final. Langy said, "Just go for your life. Go for your life. Wow. Do whatever you've got to do. Enjoy wow. it. Yeah, and, and it relaxed everyone. Actually, it was really good. But you can, you can see it. Like some teams enjoy grand final week, and some enjoy them. 
like the classic, the unlosable 2001 grand That's final one, that Parramatta lost. Like, yeah. And everyone talks about that grand final breakfast. Yeah, Joey. And it's, <laughs> and it's kind of funny because and they don't really have that anymore. But you used to go there and you'd sort of be trying to read into like the body language of the players. Oh, look at him. He's picking at his salmon. Yeah. He's not having a champagne <laughs> breakfast or, or this sort of stuff. You'd be seeing things that aren't there. But they just say that, that that Parramatta side under Brian Smith really tightened up and they were nervous and fidgety because they'd broken all of the records um, during the regular season. They'd smashed everyone on the way through. And there was Joey and all the others just carrying on and yahooing and they thought – We've already won this. That's as soon right. as they looked across and saw Paramount. Do you know when they read the grand final teams out and they said, Let, let's welcome both grand final teams and you both file around opposite sides to go up on stage onto your table. Look at this Parramatta side, Jason Taylor, Luke Burt, Nathan Hindmarsh. And they, they didn't mention, they said, oh, Joey Johns. And they didn't mention any other Newcastle players. And no, not a lot of people recognised it. Wow. The Newcastle players did. They don't care who we are. Yeah. It's all the it's Joey all, show. Look at, look at this. Look at this. No, it's, yeah, but it's more about, look at this Parramatta side, coached by Brian Smith, yeah. Nathan Kalis. So. Wow. In <laughs> hindsight, if you knew, and I'm not just talking about the result, but just purely the players, if you looked at that team sheet in hindsight, oh. you go, how the hell were How were Parramatta favourites? favourites. But, but it was based on everything that they did in the six months leading up to that yep. game. But they were mm. destroying Newcastle. They beat everyone easily. Brian Smith was a great coach. Yeah. He was a great coach. and Great development coach. Oh, but, but to, mate, get, to get you going as a club. That Dragons you, team, he got the two grand yeah. finals. What he did there for Parramatta, which we'd never yeah. seen before. But maybe he didn't handle grand final week that well. Or maybe things just went against him. Maybe we're sort of and it overdoing it. What you said, it was a great Newcastle side when you look back. Great Newcastle side. Great Broncos side. Mm. The sides who beat Brian Smith were yeah. terrific sides. He was a great coach. He was a great coach. Uh, last night, boys, uh, Tim Sheens. That that that'll yep. be it for him in the National Rugby League. Mm, yeah, I knew he was in trouble uh, last night for the game because he actually parked next to me, and it wasn't a three point turn. It was about a twenty point turn. <laughs> Austin this Powers fifty seven <laughs> point turn. <laughs> yes. So I thought, oh, this could be a tough night. But w- what a career, though! What a career as a coach. I just hope that he's not remembered for these last 12 months as yes. a coach because he has contributed so much to the game. I actually had a chat to Sheenzy um, a couple of days ago just to – because he, he was very good to me as a young journo as yeah. well. He, he made time. And the thing that – you know, we had a good chat just to reminisce about a few things, but he's never became – he's never become embittered. Like yep. I just think when when things go wrong and you've been knifed in the back and players have – had a gutful of you and tried to sort of white out you in the dressing room and yet you don't have success. But his enthusiasm for the game has continued all the way through. And it's sad, you know, he was put in that position. I understand that yep. he, he took the job as you do. Um, but particularly like with the Raiders, what he's done with so many teams, that 2005 team, what an innovator as well. Like just changed the game. And that's the mark of, you know, great players and great coaches. Yeah, I was fortunate fortunate enough to spend my last year with Tim, and I've still remained very good friends with him. and And listeners to this show and and myself and Maddie Rogers show through through the week Sports Day would know that I'm a staunch protector of Tim Sheens. Yep. I it's not saying that I don't agree with everything that he has done or he said or people he's recruited, but I've got the highest amount of respect for a man like you said that has given so much to the game. Who's who's got I I believe has probably got one of the, the top one percent. Um, intellect when it comes to not only the modern game but also nostalgia as well. Yep. 
And well, the good thing about Sheensy is and West Tigers fans who would be quite critical of Tim Sheen since he's come back to the club, he was, he's a guy that took on the role at the West Tigers when not many people wanted it. Mm. Not many people that had enough credibility to take. Mm. There would have been plenty of people putting their hand up saying. Craig Bellamy, Bellamy knocked it back, didn't he? Well, there's, there's been a lot of credible coaches. Yeah. And like I said, there'd be a lot of coaches that would say, yeah, I'll put my hand up. I could coach NRL. And not realise how many moving parts there are. Particularly at that club. Exactly. He said, you know what? Well, I'll do it for you. And I'll try and bring Benji on as my mentor. And time will tell whether that's going to be the right decision yep. or not. But he took on a role where not many credible coaches were willing to take it on. So I'll always take my hat off to Tim Sheens. He's a wonderful man. It's um, it's such a tough gig, isn't it? So, so Tim Sheen's probably the second most experienced coach in the game, and now we're moving on to Benji Marshall, who's been in the in the coaching gig for a, what coaching caper for seven months mm. or thereabouts. Yeah, and that's that's a tough job if you're Craig Bellamy, Trent Robinson, Wayne Bennett. Benji's doing it as a rookie. Yeah, and and it's not. I mean, they're all tough gigs, right? But that's a particularly tough gig. Because I think some of their recruitment's been all right, their forward packs are all right, but it's all the other peripheral things that happen, particularly at joint venture clubs, where you've got a board that's um, basically there for for eternity. Like, you know, there's why, no. Why is that? And, and you know what? To be brutally honest with you, if I was part of the board, it's not all about getting your kids being the ball boys and getting into the sheds and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Why don't you just go? Like, if I was on that board. I'd say, guys, we've had a fair crack at this. Yeah. Why don't we just make an announcement, right? If things don't look far far brighter at the end of the season, we're open to opening this thing up. Well, why yep. would you not do that? Well, well, Simon Cook did that, so he was the. No, but um, he just left. That's what I'm saying. Like he, I think he said, "Look, I've been on, on this board for a long time. Hasn't gone any good. I'm going to give someone else a go." But as a as a whole board, there are people there that have been there since. What their last finals appearance? Some of them, I think, in twenty eleven, from memory. So is that the, is the rules just? What, well, how? there's no. It's 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 really complex. Like it's basically, you know, if you, unless you're like a debenture holder of West Ashfield, you have no say as to who gets on that board. You can't vote them off. Like at, at Canterbury, they you can get one hundred and sixteen signatures, and you can force an extraordinary general meeting. One hundred and sixteen. Yeah, that's what happened with the last last time, and they'll, they'll have an election in February. So if they're not happy with. Phil Gould or Seraldo or the people who have put them in charge, they can potentially make a change. And it's different too if you're a private owner because it's your money. You're not mm. playing with other people's money. So if they make a, a mistake, whether it be in recruitment or they have to pay out Tim Sheens or, or Benji Marshall in, in six months' time, if they have to pay him out, that's not their money. Whereas if you're a Russell Crowe or a right, Matt yeah, Tripp, exactly. that's your own money. You have to make it work, otherwise you're putting your hand in your own pocket. And that's different. So there's no real accountability for, for West Tigers. They can, they can win the wooden spoon for another 10 years and those same people can't be voted off. I, I totally what? disagree with that. <laughs> I, I, totally, I totally disagree with that. Wow. Like it, it's, it's just not right. It, it's not right. Like it's just, there's got to be some common ground there eventually. Oh, has there to has be. to be. It has to yep. be. Far for the health out. of the club, just for the, the future of the club, well, whether no, it's going to remain in the competition. There's, there's no circuit breaker. So... In the case of Parramatta, for instance, a few years ago they got done. They got pinged for the salary cap. That happened with the league's club board, and there was a lot of crossover with the football club board. So, Ilga, the New South Wales government actually resold them and said, "Look, because of what's happened in the league's club, you guys are gone." So, all of a sudden, they've had 
an opportunity to overhaul the, their corporate governance, put some new people in, and you'd say that they've done a reasonable job. Whereas with the Tigers, there's no mechanism. There's no lever. There's no circuit breaker. So those same people who are in charge now on that board will be there next year. Yeah, and it's the family members are all getting tickets to the games and the kids are ball boys and all that sort of stuff and you're in the sheds and fair dinkum. How many clubs are like that, AP? Any idea off the top of your head? Oh, look, most as I said, some of them are um, private ownership or a mix. It's of, probably easier to yeah. go through the clubs that are privately owned yeah. or co-owners yes. yep. or a group of owners than it is to, to go through clubs that have got separate boards, Leaf Club boards, yep. Football Club boards, yeah. Yep. On, on privatism, uh, privately owned, Jerry Jones, the owner of Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Did you see what he did during the week? Is that in the draft? No. no, he just went and bought Trey Lance. So Trey Lance. Oh yeah, yeah. Trey Lance is a quarterback at. Put pressure on Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, mm. and didn't even consult the coach, nobody. But he owns the club, and he's went nah, buying him. Well, uh, like which AP is saying, a real message to Dak. Well, it's like AP saying, "It's your money. Yeah, you're the one that's got to put your the kahunas on the line." I'm watching um, Winning Time at the moment. And it's about the Lakers, yeah, yeah with Magic Johnson. Season two, and Jerry yeah. Buss is like the owner of, of the Lakers. Who's um is it Michael C. Riley who plays him? John C. Riley. John C. Riley, sorry. Mm. That's we need one of them in the NRL. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. That's is a that good a great show. show? Awesome show. Yeah, I haven't started so that. Good. What's that on? Binge? It's on binge. Binge. It's outstanding. Is yeah. it? Outstanding. Oh yes. Yeah. There's so, actually on Disney, there's actually a ten part documentary, which is winning time, but the actual documentary yeah. is What's the better? If you had to watch one. The documentary. Yeah, I love the docos. Yeah, on Disney. It's, it's yeah. 10 parts. It's uh, it's amazing about the Lakers. But yeah. I'll tell you who would be our closest to Jerry Buss if he owned a rugby league club, John Singleton. Yeah. Oh, really? He'd be the closest. Like, just a real forward yeah. thinker. Yep. Doesn't care who he's going to upset. Yeah. He wants to be, you know, Jerry Buss was the ones, he was the guy that said, we need cheerleaders. And he brought in this young dancer. Her name was Paula Abdul. <laughs> no way. And she yeah. brings, she forms the... The Lakers. Opposites attract. The Lakers. Yep. Yeah, the Lakers. Is that right? Two yeah. Steps cheerleaders. So was there any cheerleaders at all? <laughs> yeah, it was John Stamos there. Now, John Stamos was her partner. Is that right? Yeah. Paul Abdul. Um, were they the, sort of the first team to come through with the cheerleaders? Well, they were the first club to really have a Hollywood style, being LA. Yeah. It was, everything was about showtime. Wow. It was like a nightclub. So, so basically... It was the most exclusive ticket in town. They mm. wanted you to come in and they would have, you know, Jack Nicholson would be there, so the, the game all the itself, Hollywood types The game itself was just a byproduct yep. gotcha. of everything else that was going on around. They had a bar called the Forum. Uh, the Forum was the the yeah. stadium, but they had a bar attached to it. Yeah, but he said, no, I want, I want cheerleaders and I want them to be the hottest looking girls <laughs> right, in LA. Jerry Buss. Jerry Buss, he's yeah, the owner, yeah. and he... And Paul Abdul, that's how Paul Abdul was found. I did not sort know that. Yeah. Slightly, I, I wouldn't say maybe it's the closest that rugby league has gotten there. It was Marwin Kukash. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he was, yeah. He was sort of a little bit jury. But so he's a guy that used to have like runners in the Melbourne Cup and yep. he'd do all this Mount stuff. Mount Athos, and, he, he had a favourite in the Melbourne Cup he one did year. too, yeah. And, and so I'll tell you. And Tim Sheen's worked for him at one point. So, so sorry to, um, yes. to, to uh, digress here. Myself and a few mates, we had a horse called Salon Soldier, and we had a very small share in it. And it had its first run at Ramwick, one by five or six lengths. It was a horse from Germany, wins by five or six lengths. And Jimmy Cassidy, so the idea was to have one run and then put it to spelling paddock and come back for the spring next year. It blitzed them. Jimmy Cassidy jumps off. He said, boys, you've got to send it to Melbourne. Let's send it to Flemington. Let it see the track. 
and then next year it'll know the track and we can have a tilt at the Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup, whatever the case may be. So the second biggest race on Melbourne Cup Day, which is a big gap, it's a listed race, so it's worth probably $100,000, $150,000 back then, and you wouldn't believe it, our horse wins a race. Right? And we've, we own a toenail in this thing. And that night we go to a, a pub or a club and Marwan Kukash is there and he is distraught. His horse has just ran second or third in the Melbourne Cup, which he owns 100% of. Yeah. Right? And he's so doom and gloom. And we turn up owning a bloody toenail <laughs> in a horse that's won a, a very mediocre race. And he ended up the next that whole night, Mo and Kukash, in a headlock with us. <laughs> we said, forget about Mount Athos. Come and celebrate our horse. And he absolutely loved it. He, he's MAD. Yeah, Marwan Kukash. Yeah, I agree. But was, he was going to like a G string or something, wasn't he? If oh. if, 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 if Athos won that Melbourne Cup, I think he was going to go out in a G string or he something done the whole it too. night. Yeah, I've spoken to him a couple of yeah. times. Like very loose, like MAD in a good way. I don't know how it all ended up. I think it it all went to tears with the Super League. Salford, and Salford Reds. Yeah, he yeah. owned Salford Reds, didn't he? He did. Yeah. yeah. Does he or did he did yeah. at one point? He was talking about. Buying an NRL franchise, yeah, he did too, yeah. And and he was kicking tires like you know when oh Scott Penn, mate, do you want to yeah. sell off? I'd, I'd I'd be keen or whatever <laughs> else. But can you just imagine a bloke like him? It'd be the Jerry Bus of the NRL. Yeah, yep. Mm. Uh, plenty of texts there. We need to get to those very very shortly. What we'll do, we'll break. Have your views on the text line oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. This is Crunch Time, brought to you by Azito Powering DIYs all day every day at Bunnings. And before you dig, don't dig blind. Search before you dig online every time. Adrian Prashenko and myself, Scotty Sattler, the maestro here. But most importantly, you, the listener. I'll break it back with more.